Hey everybody, welcome to the Boning Soul Podcast. Thanks for joining me again. Um, okay, cool. So not a lot of whole updates here before uh, getting into this week's episode with uh, with our guest. Um, my uh, today, actually, as I record this, I got pictures from Eric Hoff of St. Patrick Lake Longbows that my um, my ASL is almost done. It was uh, in the spray booth. It's looking gorgeous. Um, so looking forward to it. So looking forward to, uh, to to getting that shooting it. We talk about it a little bit in this episode too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really, really kind of anxious to get that thing. It looks gorgeous. I'm, I'm glad I made the, uh, the, the choices I made in the woods and the veneers and stuff. So it's a purple heart riser with, uh, curly maple uh, veneers and it's, uh, you know, U limbs It's the Pacific stick from, um, from St. Patrick. So it's, uh, it's looking pretty sweet. I'm, I'm super, super excited. I think it's going to come in right around, uh, I think he said like just under 45 pounds at, at, at 27, like 44 and a half or something like that at 27. So, um, just, just about perfect, just about perfect for that. Uh, what else have I done? Oh, so, um, thanks to, you know, the push guys, of course, I've kind of jumped on this, uh, aluminum arrow, bandwagon I guess uh in the last <laughs> a couple weeks so I ordered a set of uh 2016s from from Three Rivers Archery and they are technically their 530 spine or 531 spine so they're supposed to spine out and I, I figured they'd, they'd fly good out of my Elkhart which takes the 500 spine and out of my Grizzly which takes a 600 spine because it's kind of you know kind of in between not exactly in between but it's kind of you know a little bit of both so um so far, I've got them tuned for the Elkhart. They fly great, fly wonderful. Um, they're coming in almost exactly the same weight, uh, but I don't have the the FOC that I do that I do with the with the gold tip traditionals that I'm that I'm shooting with the gold tips. It's like a 29 inch arrow, I believe, with uh, 100 grain brass and 200 or 175 or 200. I can't remember up front. It'll it'll shoot either one. Um, with the aluminums, these Easton Game Getters, these XX75s, they're pretty sweet. They're just black anodized. Um, I don't know if it's anodized or it's a, yeah, it's anodized. Or if it's a wrap, I don't know. I think it's anodized. Um, I'm cutting them down to, oh, what have I got them down? Like 30, 30 inch, 30 and a quarter, I think. Right at 30, I think. And uh, it's got the standard RPS insert, which is like 20 grains and uh, 175 grain tip so these are heavier grain per inch shafts than the gold tips are these are 10.6 the gold tips are like nine point something i think or eight point something i can't remember so i'm looking at them right now so either way they come out within uh within the same i think the gold tips are 8.6 there we go so they come out about 530 grains something like that so 5 550 i think uh all up which is pr pretty much right kind of the the weight that I, that i that i like to shoot as far as like trajectory um yes it drops off you know past you know getting to 20 yards but i, I don't care it flies really you know uh well out to there and I, I don't really like a big gap anyway so Anyway, yeah, they're they're flying super nice, and uh, they're cheap. I think they were like fifty something bucks for like a dozen, um, or fifty or was it was it a dozen? Yeah, yeah, it's fifty something for like a dozen shafts, and I've got a ton of feathers, so that wasn't a problem. So they come with the inserts and the and the knocks and everything like that, and um, yeah, I think I might, you know, I mean nothing against carbons. I've never personally had one blow up on me, you know, but there's always that, uh, you know, thing in the back of your mind, like, man, you know, just if I don't flex one right and cause I've broken them before. Um, 
if I don't flex one right or forget to flex one, and I don't flex them all the time. After every time I go down and pick up my arrows from the target or, um, you know, if they bang into stuff, or whatever, I don't always flex them, right, when you're supposed to. Um, the big one isn't, the damage doesn't necessarily occur, I think, you know, if it hits something solid, like if it's like, like stump shooting or something like that. Um, what I do notice damage when they do get damaged or cracked or whatever is if you're shooting at the same spot and then the next arrow comes you know comes by and whacks into it you know with the tip with that with that um, uh, field point and kind of smacks it uh, on the side of the shaft or something like that as it's going by that's that's kind of what causes damage so um, I don't know like I said I've never it's not like it's like oh my god I'm you know afraid I'm gonna you know bust one of these and you know put a put a car put carbon splinters through my forearm or something like that but um, there's always technically the, the possibility that that could happen I mean but I've, I've just never had it happen knock on wood but um, you know if these these aluminums fly and, and tune and uh, you know <laughs> are, are just as good as uh, as the as the the carbon ones then i don't know i might i might just kind of switch over kind of go kind of old school i really debated doing woodies um and i realized that whether the wood option or the aluminum option there you're, you're you're not as durable as far as like not bending um as you are with the carbon right carbon you either you know break them or they're 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 not you know they're they're straight they're not uh they're not bending or anything like that so durability wise i don't know uh the jury's out but um, I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna <laughs> kind of shoot these for a while and see how they, uh, see how they go. They look pretty sweet, you know, I kind of look, I like, I like that, uh, the, the blacked out look. I didn't, I don't really like the, I know this is heresy, I, but I don't really like the, um, uh, the game, I said the, it's the game getter, but what is this? It's like old school camo. Um, it's, it's, uh, man, it's, it's evading my, uh, my mind here, my tongue, but, um, it's the one with that old school camo, you know, I'm just not into the old school, I know everyone raves about those things, but I'm just not into that, and I'm not into the, uh, you know, the old school, like, Fred Bear camo and stuff like that, it just, it doesn't light my fire at all, I'm sorry, um, I know that's sacrilege, but, um, yeah, these, these look pretty sweet, and, uh, I fletched them all up, and I got an orange fletch on them though, but I think I like them better with the green. So I don't know. I've got, so I've got another, so I, I, I did the half dozen for the, for the Elkhart and I'm going to save the other half dozen to tune for the ASL, which I think is going to take this, uh, this spine. And, uh, I left those things full length and I haven't done anything with them yet. It's great to be able to cut these things with a tubing cutter. You don't, you know, uh, I don't have an aero saw anyway. I always use a Dremel and just kind of eyeballed, uh, you know, making the, uh, the cut, uh, you know, square and trimming it and all that stuff. And I've never, ever had an issue with them being straight or, or, or you know, broadheads not aligning straight. I mean, especially when you're sticking a, um, you know, a big, you know, long insert into the thing that pretty much aligns, you know, the, uh, in, you know, with, with the inside wall of the shaft, right? I'm not really too concerned about if the, if the cut on the end of the, of the shaft is, um, not totally perpendicular. I, I never really understood that. If someone can maybe clue me in on why I'm, I'm, I'm stupid that way and I'm missing something obvious, but I, that's never been that big a deal for me. If it's pretty damn close to eyeball flat, then I'm good with it. I've never had an issue with broadheads, not, not spinning perfectly true or anything like that. So, um, anyway, with this one, tubing cutter and a little deburring tool, you know, which I have anyway for, uh, for my reloading kit where, you know, where you're deburring the inside of uh, case, you know, case, uh, necks and stuff like that for, uh, uh, for, for spent, you know, brass. Hey, it's perfect. Or you can just do like a, you know, like a file or whatever. 
and yeah, it's nice to be able to just kind of cut with a tubing cutter, a $3 tubing cutter from, from Home Depot. So yeah, pretty jazzed about that. Pretty jazzed about my new bow coming. Um, what else here? Uh, I think, I think that's about it. So, um, anyway, so on to today's guest, I rambled long enough. So today's guest is a guy by the name, you probably know him formally as Longbow Dan, but he doesn't go by that anymore. He's kind of changed that up a little bit. He's trying to move away from that, that moniker, but it's Dan Liss. Um, you've probably seen his, uh, you know, tutorials and things like that that he's done on YouTube. He does, he's doing a bunch more stuff now on Instagram. Um, he's just a, uh, you know, he, he likes... He likes anything that shoots a projectile, and I, I can really get behind that because I, I agree. I do too. Uh, he's, uh, you know, a former military. He's a contractor. Uh, done some pretty cool stuff. Still part of does some pretty cool stuff. Um, and he he just likes to teach too. You know, he's he likes to impart whatever whatever experience he has, whatever wisdom he has as far as like uh, like tuning these these bows and shooting and um, you know and, and anything that pretty much goes you know flies downrange any projectiles. And he's he's you know a big fan of so um, super cool guy. I wanted to talk to him. I wanted to get to know know him a little bit better. Again, I kind of followed him for for you know a couple of years now. And he's uh, doing more stuff now on Instagram, seeing him more and more often. So I thought, okay, perfect opportunity to chit-chat with him and uh, get to know him a little bit better. And I'm, I'm glad we did. We had a good conversation. We didn't even touch on uh, on rifles and guns and things like that, um, which I'm sure we could have you know hours-long conversation uh, on that stuff as well. So maybe that's for like a future episode. But uh, other than that, you know, great great episode. Go make sure you check him out. Uh, really appreciate you guys checking out uh, the YouTube channel as well. So if you don't subscribe to that, please, please subscribe to that. Uh, helps out tremendously with, uh, you know, the uh, uh, the analytics and things like that that YouTube uh, uses uh, to promote the channel. So even on the stuff that may not interest you, go ahead and click on it for a little while. At least watch it for like 30 seconds. Put it on the background. Do me a favor, you know, uh, kickstart some of those because... Um, like I said, I know I've said this before, but it kind of puts you in a niche. And uh, if you do a video that's like even remotely outside of that niche, then it doesn't promote it for you, which is really frustrating because there's a lot of stuff I do on there that is hunting related or gear related, like like backpacks and knives and processing and food and things like that or boots or whatever. And it just doesn't uh, it just it just doesn't put it out there. Um, it's kind of kind of makes me mad. So anyway, if you guys watch the channel. Uh, go ahead and, and click on those. That'd be greatly appreciated. So, all right. Anyway, uh, enough rambling here. I hope your guys' turkey season is uh, going good. I've only been out a couple of times, haven't seen anything. So that's all there is to say about that. So with that said, here's my interview with Dan Liss. Come on, there we go. Cool. Um, well, okay, we, we connected, um, which was kind of a rarity like how quickly we connected on skype because like i usually have like a lot of problems with people so i'm glad i'm glad we connected quickly and uh on the phone i have dan is it Liss or Lee? how do you say your last name Liss. Liss. cool so you go by um longbow dan um or at least at least you did you kind of changed that up a little bit so um you're kind of a guy that i've um you know just obviously 
seen around the virtual neighborhood, right? As far as like Instagram, YouTube, um, a lot of the forums and things like that. And uh, just like like you and I were talking briefly here um, before, I, I kind of use these as an excuse to just kind of get to know someone because I don't I don't really know, like really like kind of know them. So I said, hey, you know, you want to hop on a podcast and kind of just just BS for a while. And, you know, you you accept it. I appreciate that. And uh, here we are. Are you um, it's 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 eight thirty for me. I'm not I'm not sure where where are you located right now. I'm in Michigan. It's nine thirty here. Nine thirty there. Yeah. So so a little little bit later for you. So I I do appreciate you <laughs> you, you doing it late at night. So for uh for, for those that don't know, um, can you kind of give like a really quick kind of like synopsis of uh kind of like who you are, what you do? Yeah. So I went by Longbow Dan for a long time on YouTube, uh, before Instagram kind of kicked off and. When I went to Instagram, my name was taken. So I just said, I'll try the Longbow Dan thing and it worked out and kind of kept that going. Uh, I've been shooting traditional archery or stick bows for 14 years, 14 or 15 years. And I, I just have a passion. You know, I was in the military for a long time and worked overseas as a trainer and I like teaching, I like coaching, I like mentoring and just wanted to kind of put out my trials and tribulations and how I learned to be as accurate as I could be uh, using the stuff that I was able to, to get a hold of, right? So early 2010, 11, 12, I was losing against Dwayne Martin at ASA <laughs> Nationals. So I got to pick his brain from an early time and started using a lot of that and implementing a lot of that. And just wanted to put that out there because I know the struggle can be real with a stick and you know if you're not confident it's not fun you know so i just want to make as many people as i can confident with the stick so um before you're kind of foray into like competition or stuff like that i mean did, did you did you kind of grow up with uh with a stick bow in your hand or, or any kind of bow you, you said about 14 years but i mean any other kind of bow in your hand or, or, or hunting or is it, is it just kind of uh coming to it later uh, I came into it a little bit later, you know, when I got a compound first for my dad and I grew up, I was born and raised in Illinois and shot my first deer that year that I got it. That was probably 2004, 2005, 17, 18 years old. And then he handed me a recurve, an old, and it wasn't a recurve I'd hand to anybody. It was like the 44 the bear, I don't know if you remember that, but the real short recurve, it's uh, like the 44 mag. Oh, like the, the, the super mag? Yeah, the real short. Yeah, they, that's like 48 inch. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yep. Not the most advantageous bow to be accurate with. And I couldn't kill anything for like five years with that. So, Certainly not a beginner bow, yeah. Yeah, so, and th that kind of started a fire. And... You know, after 2000, 2005 is when I joined the military. So that's when I shot it as much as I could, but with training cycles and deployments, um, I just kept doing it, you know, until I started feeling real comfortable. I ended up buying a Hoyt Buffalo for a next bow, and then a couple of White Wolf bows. He still makes them. It's made by Tony Semenik. And I started competing and I started getting a little bit better in North Carolina when I was stationed at Fort Bragg and I just kept doing it, kept loving it, kept growing, started winning. And I'm like, Hey, I'm gonna check out these ASAs. And since I was in the South, 
six, seven hour drive. I could be at most of them, you know? Sure. Yeah. So then um, did, did you did you kind of go back to hunting or did, did competition kind of take uh, t- take more of a like central role as far as like archery goes for you? Well, you know, when when you're down at Fort Bragg, you, you train most of the summer and towards the fall, you kind of get like it slows down in the winter months because we're not really geared for the cold. We have the cold weather stuff and we do go out and train, but it's nowhere near like when I was stationed at Alaska. We messed around all summer in Alaska, but as soon as the snow hit the ground, we were running. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just took it in, in waves as, as much as I could. And um, I really started diving into, like, the YouTube stuff when I was stationed out at Fort Benning. So, like, right before I was getting out is when I started putting out, like, the longbow theory and, you know, just calling myself Longbow Dan and, uh it it just worked out it kind of grew up it kind of grew pretty quickly you know for a little bit and then it kind of you know it is a niche community you know because i don't branch out a whole lot um and i'm happy you know it's uh as long as i can work with you know i work with at least one guy a day whether it's a phone call i work at an archery shop you know I, i just like helping people become more confident with their stuff so are you um are you actually doing like uh like coaching or anything like that or are you just kind of helping with setup or just uh like what kind of dive a little bit deeper into that so a lot of it's setup you know most most archery shops our shops is an all archery shop and most shops don't have like a dedicated stick bow guy right so i've kind of just taken that role and kind of pushed it as far as i could um i'll work with setup we've got a little range in the back you know i'll start talking to them about form ask them how they want to shoot, you know, split three under anchors, you know, and then maybe an aiming method if that's something they want to dive into. Right. So, and then they come back, they come back, they ask questions. I usually give out my phone number. Yeah. It's, and then I meet them up at the local 3d shoots. So it's, it's super fun. So you get to kind of follow up with them and uh, at least follow a little bit of their journey, I think. Right. Yeah. So like, I haven't had like any, uh let's see formal training i guess i you know i've done the solid archery mechanics class i've worked a little bit with the bare project you know for a couple weeks did what i did one of frank's classes and then uh i took a rod jenkins course a long time ago but as far as like the the level one certs twos and threes and fours mm-hmm. I any of that yeah i i, I kind of run into the same thing like here right so i got like a local archery shop like real close by it's like like three minutes from my door basically um and there's they don't really have a lot of trad guys as far as like like knowledge um uh as far as the staff goes you know and they don't really carry a lot of traditional i mean they've got like a bunch of samic sages right or versions thereof whatever you know they all look the same and so you'll have guys come in and they don't really know kind of where they start or where to start you know so if i'm there I, I've, I've kind of just like, is it going to take it on the role of like the trad guy? I don't work there. Right. But I mean, like, I'm happy to help, but then I also feel like kind of conflicted. Right. It's like, okay, I've never taken any of these classes. I'm not, a, I'm not a certified anything. Um, I haven't taken, you know, Tom Clum's course or anything like that. But um, I, I figure like, like I know enough to like, to set, to set someone like kind of sort of close on their journey, at least, at least to start them off. You know what I mean? Um, 
because they'll they'll string something up and it's like like a five inch brace or something like that or um you know they'll have they'll have uh whatever arrows that they decided to show up with since they trans you know transition from a compound and they've got like 28 inch like 340s and then the knocks don't fit they you know they they slide up and down the you know like the crappy serving like on that samic sage and 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 you need like someone needs to like like guide them like kind of sort of in the right direction you know and I, and i've kind of taken on like that you know if i happen to be there um which is fun but then i don't know i kind of have to almost like stop myself like okay i don't i don't want to come off as like a an expert you know an expert in this field as like some sort of coach you know yeah and i recommend training you know a lot of guys they want to jump in and spend a ton of money on a bow and I, i'm a firm believer it's the monkey not the wrench you know i mean there yeah. are some bows that obviously shoot better than others and some can be more forgiving but you know, a lot of it is mentality when it comes to shooting a stick bow, and form is a big part of that too. But you know, it, you gotta. That, that's why I recommend training. You know, like guys want to say I got a thousand dollar budget, and I'll tell them spend six or seven hundred and spend the rest on training. Go to mm -hmm. a Rod Jenkins class. Go to a Tom Clum class. You know, like uh, those guys are at the top of the game for a reason. You know, I love what Tom's done taking the NTS system and making it more of a, a stick bow style form. And then Rod is kind of uh, an older school mentality. A, a lot of the stuff is set this, a lot of the stuff like uh, mixes well, just said differently between the two. Mm -hmm. One thing you can notice with Tom's class is if you're somebody that needs to know every itty bitty detail, I would totally recommend Tom, you know, if you, if you want like a, that Southern twang, you know, good old boys type of coaching, <laughs> definitely go to Rod. You know, it's uh, they're they're both great guys. Um, I still talk to them, you know, at least monthly, and they've just they've been super awesome for the community. So, yeah, um, like you said, I I know you know like the push for example, right? Has has multiple courses, and you've got the Tom Clums, you know, you got the Rod Jenks and you know, Rod Jenkins, and then. Um, you know jimmy blackman right and they're kind of together with that yeah. um and yeah i've always wondered like what the what what the different styles are you know what i mean because because it seems like i hear and i'd see more tom clum stuff just on youtube um than i do the rod jenkins stuff but i mean i know i mean they're both like i mean all those guys are kind of masters in the field right so i i'm always kind of curious like what the um the, the the differences are or if there's any and like you said if is it just like the style in which they teach the same thing you know yeah so tom is definitely nts um step-by-step -step systems rod has got a step-by-step -step system too it's a little different rod's got a couple of more drills that he likes to use than what tom does but they're, they're both great i mean those two so I, i've seen multiple coaches and i'll tell you those taking those two guys class those were the ones that meshed the best out of me and the thing with coaching for anybody find somebody that's been there done that it's very easy for someone to take i'm not going to say it's easy but people can work their way up through the nts certification and most of it's online now right because of covid and all this craziness mm -hmm. so there is a big difference with somebody that has just taken the text from a class versus somebody with the text from the class and experience. So Rod is a proven IBO world champ. You know, Jimmy Blackman, again, IBO world champ. And then Tom Clum has the critters, 
critter notches on his belt to prove it, you know, so it's credibility, guys, you know, like that's the one thing I would definitely look at. So you said you kind of got a little bit of coaching when you were first coming up from uh, Dwayne Martin, right? Um, so did, is is that is that to mean that you, you like, it's a good thing that you didn't go down kind of a path that you had to recover from? You know, like a lot of guys will start out and they'll have bad form or, or you know, they're, they're doing something to hurt themselves injury-wise, shoulder-wise, um, aiming-wise, form-wise, whatever. And then they'll they'll take one of these classes and they'll be like, okay, um, I'm – I'm, I'm rebuilding my shot. I'm rebuilding everything like physically, mentally, all that stuff. Did you, is that something you had to do or did you kind of get, get going down the right path from the get go? No. So the first ASA I showed up to, I, I was instinctive shooting, you know, and what I, what I picked Dwayne about the most was aiming, how he aims, how he, how he looked at his gaps, right? Cause Dwayne was a, a big gapper back then. Yeah. Um, and I, I looked at it more of like that. And then when I started getting more involved in it and wanting to get more accurate at longer distances, um, just for playing around and shooting 3D, you know, that's when I started like the Tom Clum, you know, the Rod Jenkins, just because I wanted something consistent. And if somebody's going to do that, you know, like that doesn't happen overnight. A lot of blind bail or blank bailing, whatever you want to call it, you know, lone days at the range and shooting a fixed yardage and just making sure that your form is correct, your gaps are correct, and everything you're doing is lining up right. So right. it's a lot of boring work and, you know, it takes weeks, you know, like if you want to, if you put the effort into it, you know, it takes a few weeks. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine. Um, like I said, one of these days I'm actually going to shell out for that course, uh, you know, Tom's course. I keep saying I'm going to do it. I never do. I always, I mean, um, you're going against your advice like we just literally talked about it like put the money into coaching rather than buying yeah. shit you know what i mean yeah, and right. i'm 100 percent guilty of it you know what i mean but yeah. um I, I do try to glean um and apply like kind of like what i w- what i hear them say you know what i mean as far as um you know alignment and back tension and this stuff. i was just watching the other day um i think uh, it was uh tom did a seminar somewhere um was it last year year before or something like that and it's like like an hour-long video of him or whatever and i'm just like i'm like man this stuff is just just amazing you know what i mean like it's just it's 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 like body mechanics and everything like that and you know he explains everything about you know like the movements and uh what's it got like shoulder impingement and what you know why you have injuries and this that and the other i'm like like holy shit i never like i never i never knew like that depth of it right i mean i knew i knew alignment alignment was important and you know pulling with certain muscles is important but i mean the way he lays it out um just even in that video which i'm sure is like kind of is the wave tops of, of what's actually in, in a class was uh was, was so informative i was just watching it the other day i was like man i got i gotta i gotta save up and buy this thing yeah you know you, you talked about the shoulder injuries it's massive you know even now like i stretch before i go if i go shoot just for fun or whatever i warm up i've got stretch bands in my truck and i look kind of like a goober doing it but i'm like you know i you really only get one good chance with your shoulders and if you mess them up recovery sucks one and two it never comes back fully so Mm -hmm. and our community is ridden and working at an archery shop i see it every day guys come in buying a crossbow because i was just gonna say (laughs) a shoulder injury you know i can't pull a bow back anymore and no matter what I do, I try to talk them, shoot 45 pounds, shoot 40 pounds. 
you know, like they, they're just like, Oh, I can't do it. You know? So it's, Mm -hmm. yeah. I think some of that's an excuse too. I I see that a lot over here. You know, these, these, some of these older guys, you know, not, not even like stick bow, just, just compound and like, well, I can't pull a 60, 70 pound bow back. It's like, well, you know what? I mean, 35 pounds and a nice heavy arrow and you're, you're fine, you know, but they don't, they, they find it emasculating. You know what I mean? Is a problem. Oh, I know. Ego, ego is everything, you know? Um, you know, I bought a compound this year to play around with some longer stuff. And if you watch a lot of these guys, you know, you don't need 70 pounds. Is it nice? Sure. You know, it's super nice, but it, it's not a need, especially with today's technology. And they're just, they're, they're very forgiving these days. The bows right. now, when they're set up right and they're sighted in, they're very forgiving. You know, it's, and they're just as fast as the bows 10 years ago, you know, at 10 pounds lighter. So it's right. 70 is not a need. It's ego. I mean, most of the archery industry and I hate to say this is ego driven, you know, it's, <laughs> I agree. It is. Yeah. Um, so somewhere down the line. Okay. So let's go back kind of a little bit to your channel then. Right. You, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to try and put some of this knowledge, um, you know, uh, on YouTube and stuff. And you started doing a whole bunch of it, you know, videos and things like that. And then, and you kind of went away from it for a little bit. Is it just cause you were out like and deployed or you're overseas at contracting or, uh, yeah, just, just not enough time or. No, I went overseas for two years and then, uh, so it kind of took a standstill. And then when I got, when I got back and fully done with it, I looked at all my videos and I was like, man, the quality sucks. I say the word, um, a lot. I didn't want to, I didn't want to put stuff out like that anymore. So I bought a new camera. I'm slowly putting it back out. You know, I have been pretty out of the loop for the last couple months. I've been doing uh, 75 hard. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but Mm-mm. it's basically like a, it's a program where it's 75 days and you have to do all these tasks every single day. You know, like so real quick, you got to do two 45 minute workouts, drink a gallon of water. You got to read like 10 pages a day, you know, stick to a super clean diet. And I mean, it's awesome. I'm getting great results from it. And it's a really good, like, it's not so much a fitness program as far as like losing weight. I am losing weight, but it's more of a mentality thing. And it's just showing me how much time that I have wasted flipping through the gram or (laughs) through Facebook. And I've, you know, like if I can accomplish all this stuff every day for 75 days straight and still make time for Instagram or whatever, you know, it's. It's been a lot of like, uh, I don't know, this 2022 has been a lot of like personal development. So, and just doing what I love. So, and it's what I love is shooting everything. You know, I grew up shooting guns in the military and I love my stick bows. So I've been kind of bouncing back and forth with that stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm basically reaping. So I'm sorry, I got off track, but I'm no, I'm no. pulling my videos back up on there and we're getting closer to the total archery challenge here in Michigan. So I'm going to start putting some more out, especially on aiming methods and getting out there longer, you know, for the long distance shots, you know, I face walk, you know, I learned that a while back from Randy cooling and, you know, by changing your anchor, you know, you can, I can go from a 30 yard point on to a 55 yard point on just by moving my anchor. And, right. you know, it, it helps at that longer distance. Do I hunt that far? No. You know, but it's it's foam. You know, it's uh, Fred Bear's killed stuff farther than that. You know, it's I just <laughs> yeah. light of an arrow. You know, I love shooting a bow. 
you know, even even more so than like hunting itself. I love shooting a bow and arrow. I just think it's so fun. And something that's that hard to become a master at, you know, it it's cool because that journey's always there. There's always that if chance, even when you're hunting or shooting a target, that you make a mistake. So and mistakes are good. Mistakes, you don't learn nothing if you don't make mistakes. So that's why I think the stick bow has really stuck with me the hardest out of anything. It, it's it's like the hardest to master, you know, which is which is great and it's also frustrating. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we've all we've all we've all had those, right? Where it's like some days you just you're just nailing them, right? I mean, you're on, everything's fine. You have to concentrate. It's uh, it's natural. And then the next day, you're like three inches to the left, and I'm like, what the hell happened? Like, I mean, did, did I, you know, like what what did I do? You know what I mean? Just just completely out of nowhere, and um, yeah. And in and some days you just can't recover. It's, and then you just kind of put it down. You're like, okay, I know it's it's me and it's not the bow, so I'm I'm not gonna you know start like tweaking on shit just just because it's you know not not hitting where I want. And you just gotta walk away. And that's the hardest part because like I said, it is so much fun to do no matter what. Even if you're having like shitty you know like like shitty uh, groups or whatever, um, it's still fun to shoot. Yeah. No, I it, it, I love it. You know, like. Uh, I moved last year. I didn't get to do hardly any hunting at all last year because I moved. But now I've got an office space just dedicated to archery. I can blank bail down here. I can shoot 15 yards. It, you know, it's it's what I love to do. And if I can help somebody get past all the struggles that I had, you know, I'm all for it because struggling sucks. And especially if you want to hunt and if you want to get out in the woods, you know, it. I hate to say, like, I want to pull people from crossbows, but I do, you know, like, I think there's so many lessons that you don't get to learn mm-hmm. with, a, you know, with a crossbow as you do with a stick or even a compound, you know, I, I just, the art of the bow and arrow, you know, it's, it's just, it's fun. It's super fun. Now, what, what do you think? Um, Cause like you, you help people obviously. Um, so like, what, what do you think is, what you see is like the hardest when someone comes over, whether it's from a compound or they're just picking it up for the, well, let's just say from a compound, right? They're, they're, they're trying to pick it up. Um, it's a new kind of hip, cool thing to do. Every, everyone's doing it. Everyone's shooting these things. Um, what, what's the number, what's the first thing that you're like, whoa, 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 we, we got to fix this thing like right away. Like, I mean, what, what's the hardest thing you think it is for the average person coming over trying to pick one of these up that you see? I, the first thing, you know, if we're not talking about like mechanics of the the shot, I, I mentality, you know, if you got a guy coming from a compound that hasn't had the formal training to transition to a stick bow, he wants to grab something and be able to shoot one inch groups at 25 yards. And, I, you know, you got to... You got to tell them like, hey, it ain't going to happen right now. You know, like it, it don't happen for me. You know, it it's you got to you got to understand and accept the level of error that's in a stick bow right, right off the bat and then do your best to mitigate that and continue to work. You know, Aaron Snyder is a perfect example of how coming from a compound, taking formal training, you know, and being as good as he was or is with within a few months. Yeah. You know, it, if, if you transition like that, I think anybody can be that good. You know, it's 
it just you got to do it right you know and and the and even even Aaron has said you know like the mentality side of it it was different you know I mean he was launching bombs at 80 90 100 on targets with the compound and then the, you know he thought he could do shoot further with a stick and then the more you do it the more you go eh, I, I can do it once in a while but it ain't there every time you know mm-hmm. and you know as the years have progressed with you know even Aaron he gets closer and closer and closer and I think that's just part of the challenge right it's it's understanding your equipment, understanding the lethality behind it, and using those two things to your, you know, to your advantage. You know, like use that mentality to help you become a better bow hunter versus yeah. just a better shot. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you see him testing a whole lot of uh, like compounds now. He's kind of, kind of, you know, gone back to that for a little bit. You know, I'm sure he's getting a lot of heat for it. You know, but um, and, and whatever. But I mean, I think he's proven like, I mean, like he's a hunter, right? I mean, the guy, the guy kills more shit than the plague, right? So, yeah, so I mean, that that's, you, you, you can't argue with that and you, you can't argue with um, like, like no matter what the weapon, right? I mean, you're, if, if you're, if you're going to have that kind of hunter mentality, you're going to have the hunter mentality, but um, I don't know the whole um just just recently like you know with this whole like this crossbow thing you know this this uproar over like you know uh, i think it was i think it was like jake downs's daughter right that he got all pissed off about because um yeah uh some was it the colorado bowhunter association or whatever like they wouldn't like recognize her 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 turkey kill or something like that or what it was oh i didn't hear that well that that's that's what the big um hubbub was with him right he was all um I think she shot something with a crossbow. It was like her first, maybe it was a turkey, I think. I can't remember. But it was recently. So uh, whatever was in season. And um, they refused to, you know, like recognize that kill or something, right? And they're like, it's not, you know. And then he, he got all kind of like really pissed off at him. Like he was just kind of ranting on Instagram and stuff. And, you know, and it's his daughter. I understand you're going to get, you're going to get, def- you know, defensive and stuff. But um and i don't and i don't know jake i've never talked to him i've never you know uh i might have messaged him once or twice like hey congrats or whatever because he kills a lot of shit too um you know but but i mean i I can see um i mean the whole crossbow thing for me is just you know i it it, i'm a firm believer it doesn't belong in, in an archery season um you know, and, and, and I don't completely 100% buy into the whole like, well, we, you know, it, it gets kids into it. So because it's easier for them to kill, you know, and this may be an unpopular op- uh, opinion, but this is my opinion. Um, if 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 that's the kind of hunter that you're like really trying to like, like recruit into the ranks, then maybe that's not the kind of hunter you, you, we need to be recruiting into the ranks. You know what I mean? Um, like, I'm I'm not on board with the whole like, hey we're all in this together and just because it's legal we should support it you know we should support it um i have i have like personal like kind of like moral like lines that i draw um and unfortunately like collateral damage for that might be like like some kid like not being able to shoot a crossbow in archery season you know yeah um that's i don't know that that, that that's kind of my view but i mean i don't know maybe if it was my daughter Right. I'm being totally hypocrite here, but maybe it was my daughter. She's like, yeah, I really want to, you know, shoot something and and whatever. Then I might eat my words and be like, yeah, okay, let's go. Let's sit in a blind and you can shoot this crossbow and and whatever. That's a slippery slope. I'm I'm on both sides of the fence with this one. You know, like 
I understand the, the concept of it. You know, my my oldest is 13 now, and he wants to go hunting. And both both my and my youngest one's 11. My, both of them grew up shooting stick bows with me, but as they get older, I can see that they were struggling with the accuracy and being able to shoot 15, 20 yards with it. I mean, they can do it, but they're not like as good as they could be because they've got sports and other stuff going on. You know, right. so I bought them both compounds. I bought them <clears> little <throat> mission hammers and radix. Yeah. You know. And once they saw the accuracy coming in, they were like, all right. And it made them want to get into it more. So I can see like using a crossbow to make it more easier or I guess more ethical for the kill. But mm-hmm. um, it's tough. You know, like if my daughter really wanted to kill something, would I hand her a crossbow? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I think if, I don't know. It's tough, you know. Some yeah, I mean, I'd be, at- I'd be 100% okay with like, okay, with a compound, right? Because e- e- even with the accuracy that they have, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't have a pistol grip. It doesn't have a buttstock. It doesn't have a scope. It doesn't have a foregrip. You know what I mean? Um, it, you're still making movement. You know, drawing the bow. I don't care how much let off it has. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can sit there a full draw for forever, right? But I mean. That I don't have an issue with, but with the crossbow thing I do because it's it's become um, and just moving on from like even the kid thing, you know. Um, we were t- we were talking about it here. Like I, I I see I see a lot at at the archery shop that I go to, where it's become it's clearly become because I hear the conversations right. I mean I'm right there shooting and they're like you know six eight feet away talking behind the counter or whatever, and it's 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 become you know lazy guys who don't who want a longer season but don't want to put in um you know that so they want to get into the archery season the rifle hunters but they don't want to put in the time to learn the bow or or just they want the you know the easy button kind of thing and and that and that's the kind of stuff that like you know they push as far as like oh well um i have a disability with this or i can't pull that or this that and then and then and these these legislatures you know they're just trying to generate tags and money and they're like oh yeah sure um, you know, and, and they, they keep changing it. And these people who are perfectly capable of pulling back a, you know, like a 50, 55 pound bow, you know, um, they don't even have to be, you know, any kind of shoulder injury or injury or whatever. They just don't want to. And they're like, oh, well, I'm just going to shoot a crossbow. And I'm in, Min- I'm in Minnesota. So in Minnesota, um, it's not legal yet in archery season. You can get a, uh, like if you're like a disabled thing, or if you're over 60 or 65 or whatever age, um, but I mean, it's coming like all, all the, all these other states have either crossbow, uh, legalized or they, they've got fucking like airbows. I mean, these, these pneumatic things that has nothing to do with archery. It's like all these other, um, you know, anything that doesn't burn powder and launch an actual bullet, they're like, okay, it's this other type of projectile and we're just going to put it into this, this archery season, which is complete crock of shit, you know? Yeah. You know, so in Michigan, like, uh, crossbows are pretty big at, at our shop. The shop I work at, we still sell, I'll call them vertical bows. We we still sell, I'd say, 10 to 1 vertical bows over crossbows. But I do see that, you know, your 20-year-old, 20, 25-year-old, 30-year-old guy that, that wants the new Raven or the new uh, Nitro 505 from 10 point because it is easier, right? He doesn't want to put the time in. He doesn't want to put the effort in. And these guys, I, I see more... Uh, blown crossbows because they sight them in like a rifle and they let it sit in the case all day or all year and they'll shoot it 
a couple times the next season and then they'll shoot it a couple times the next season they shoot it a couple times the next season and then it blows up because they don't take care of it like a bow hmm. but the air bow thing in michigan especially you know it, it's a money thing you know we've got a couple of representatives one particularly in the up that's pushing the air bow because he does have a handicap and or a disability i don't know what the, the political correct way to say that is but he does have a disability and he's pushing for this air bow and i've messaged him multiple times gotten into arguments and his his best case is oh you don't understand you're not disabled you know but if you scroll through his facebook page every year the raven strikes again you know it's the raven you know it's raven 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 he's killing stuff crossbow so that the air bow is where i draw the line the crossbow and honestly, in a state like Michigan, or maybe, I don't know what your guys' terrain is really like, but a crossboat doesn't really give somebody that much of an advantage over a regular bow at 15, 20 yards. You know, it. Do, I mean, it does as far as it being like hair follicle accurate, but um, I, I think... I don't think it gives it that much of an advantage. And I know I'll probably get some flack for that, but it's, uh, I just don't. I mean, I see it working at a bow shop. You know, we do a big buck contest every year. I see it throughout the surrounding counties. You know, the guys that are killing the biggest deer aren't killing them with crossbows. They're killing them with compounds or stick bows. Right. So it's, these guys get these crossbows and they're like, oh, I'm shooting over an ag field or something. And they think they can launch these things at 80, 90 yards. And they'll go that far. But, you know, what a lot of people don't realize is a bolt out of a crossbow loses its energy so much faster than what an arrow would. You know, it's a yeah, lot. Yeah, because they don't have, have the weight, right? Well, I mean, they're at 400, you know, 400. You know, I think some of the new ones are a little bit more than that. So they're at 400 grains roughly. And then, but they're so much shorter. So if it's deflected or hits bone, I mean, I've seen guys bring deer in where that bolt is almost turned 90 degrees inside of an animal because it's deflected off of a shoulder, you know, and, oh, and go through that animal sideways. Yeah. So like, I think an arrow kills better. It just keeps its path better and it flies a hell of a lot better, you know? Yeah. So, um, I don't know, but I, I see him like, um, uh, the, the, the other part of that is like, they, they meaning crossbows, kind of like bring in this this type of hunter that is like, they, they they're going to get their deer right, um, even though they're not shooting very far, they're still more accurate in the shorter distances that they normally shoot. Let's just say they're shooting like 17, 20 yards, right, out of a tree stand, which is like the national average or whatever, it's like 17 yards or some shit like that. So they're still being more um, successful with the crossbow than they were, let's say, with a compound or, or stick bow or, or whatever, right? And it's this bigger influx of people into archery season that wasn't there before. So, I mean, I'm definitely seeing it. And it's, it's kind of coinciding, too, with this COVID thing because I'm seeing, like, more hunters past two years, you know, in all these places I go, public land. Um, oh, so, I don't know. When, yeah. yeah. Tags were on a decline, and now they're 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 up pretty good right now. As far as uh, as far as licensed hunters out in the woods. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 that's and that's their answer to a lot of stuff is like, oh well, you know, we're just going to sell more tax, you know, and it's become just like anything else. It's become all about politics and money, rather than you know sound, uh, you know, wildlife management number one, and you know keeping the spirit of what a traditional uh, or an archery season was supposed to be. You know, like people have a hard time understanding that that the deer are supposed to win. You know what I mean? Like you're not, um, uh, like, you know, Jason Samkoviak, right? He always says like, you know, your tag is not a meat voucher. You know, you're not owed anything. The deer don't owe you just because you bought this tag in your pocket. Doesn't mean that they owe you a damn thing, you know? know. And that's, that's the attitude that people have. Yeah. I donate every year for turkey tags. I am the worst turkey hunter in the world and I still buy tags because I still try. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, hey, I don't, we, 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 go, go, go ahead. Finish up. I was going to say, I don't know. I mean, the whole crossbow thing, I think if there's a reason to use it, you know, I'm all for it for somebody that needs it, you know, but you, you make a pretty good point. It, it, it is easier. It's definitely, but you can tell those guys, they're, they're different. And, you know, honestly, from where I'm at in Michigan, crossbows do kill a lot of stuff, but I am seeing, a massive influx in vertical bow sales compared to crossbow sales. Well, that's good. Um, cause where I, I'm at. yeah, where you're, yeah. Cause I, cause I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't know that I, I know the actual numbers here, but, um, like again, the, the shop that I go to a lot is, uh, there's, there's a lot of crossbows hanging there. Um, you know, and, and here's the thing here, here's the, here's the funny thing, right? Like I'll, some guy will come in, um, and, they'll set them up with like a new you know raven or whatever it is right i I don't know any of them but um and it's all like pretty much done for them now i can't really blame the shop right because i love those guys and they're they're trying to you know run a business and this and that but you know some guy will come in they'll set them up with the little little table you know and they'll put the target down range and they'll put them you know sit them on a on a chair and everything they're just walking him through everything it's almost like showing someone how to like like handing him a rifle for the first time and they're like okay everything's set up for you look through here put the crosshairs on there when you're ready take the safety off and start you know applying pressure to the trigger and boom don't you know it 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 sounds like a 22 going off and this this bolt goes down you know smack right right dead center of the of this target and they're like okay and then they don't take any more shots like i've I've been there like shooting, like, and I'll shoot for hours or whatever. And these guys will take like one shot, you know, oh, like oh, she's dialed. I see it. You know, I'm like, how is this fun? How is that fun? Like to, to, to do that? I, I just, you know, I, I don't know. So, so this is where, you know, like, so I'm going to add to where I think, I don't, I don't think crossbows kill that many more deer than like compounds or sticks as far as Michigan goes. Because those same people, like the one you're describing, don't have the woodsmanship skills, right? So pulling no. the trigger is is five percent of hunting. You know, if if hunting was based out of, off of a hundred percent, pulling the trigger is five of it. You know, making that ethical shot is five of it. But yeah. range estimation, woodsmanship, sneaking into the woods, finding locations, deer habitat. You know, scent elimination. You know, um, their timing. There's so much more that goes into hunting, and 
you know, if you ever come to Michigan, I swear, as soon as you cross the Indiana border into Michigan, you're going to start seeing big box blinds everywhere. So Michigan primarily has a massive hunting population as far as rifles go. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. the the crossbow thing, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I, I love it. I hate it. I think it's kind of cool for people that need it. You know, I think you, you, you lose out on a lot of lessons that you could learn by going to that first and then trying a, a compound or a stick bow. Because yeah. if you're going to try something like that, what would make you want to go backwards? You know what I mean? Of course, so yeah. That's, yeah. That's where I don't agree with introducing it to kids first. You know, because yeah. it's tough to pull them from. It'd be like handing them a rotary phone, you know, <laughs> after an iPhone. You know, after an iPhone. Hey, Siri, call this person. You know, it, they're not going to want to do it. So, yeah, I do think it has its purpose. You know, as far as it being an archery season in Michigan, you know, I don't know. I see so many of those things coming broken. You know, it's I bet half of those guys are out half the season anyways because it's broken or it's not shooting right or something anyways. There's, You're the second person I've heard say that about about them like breaking and stuff. And I always thought it was because maybe like like they drive fired it or something like that. Well, but no, I mean, like the new 10 points, you know, from a shop standpoint, the new 10 points in the Ravens are solid as far as like their dry fire mechanisms. Like it ain't going to yeah. fire. But what people do is they'll leave it cranked back for overnight. They won't let mm-hmm. the bow down, shoot the bolt out. And that, you know, those limbs aren't meant to have that kind of stress on it for that long. I mean, they say like four to six hours max. Oh, and, really? Yeah. With the Raven, you know, according to the manual, every 400 shots, you change those strings out. No shit. So it, you know, people don't aren't following these these rules and guidelines, and they're coming in with a cracked limb or a blown cam. You know, that's like less than a week of shooting for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, you know, that's that's per manual. You know, that's that's right off the the, the manual. So it's the they're and they all they're all allowed now. I mean, if a guy wants to come in and buy a crossbow and he's looking for a challenge and he physically can't hunt with a regular bow. I try to sell them a bow that's slower than 400 feet a second because, one, they're quieter. At the moment you break 400 feet a second, they're all allowed to me. Yeah. Um, and, two, you're still competing with compounds at that speed. I mean, not really. You're still faster than compounds, but compounds are starting to catch up. So. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah Sounds like those things are grenades, you know. It's... Oh, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they're loud. They slap. They, every one of them does. It don't matter what you put on them; they slap. So, interesting. But the air bow, uh, thing, there's no on it. You can't even call it a bow. So that's <laughs> where that's where my hard line in the sand is. But um, and I and I know I got a couple friends who are vets who hunt with the crossbow because they can't. You know, one's missing an arm and he can't hunt with the bow. The other one, you know, has got shrapnel and fragmentation in his in his shoulder and he can't pull a bow back. So. And he's my age. He's 36. And so, like, that's where I see that's where I see that stuff having a place in the woods, you know. Sure, but that's legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a legitimate reason, you know, not 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 laziness from like a perfectly, you know, per- well, perfectly healthy uh, rifle hunter that wants to switch, you know. Yeah, I mean, look at the world we're in, though. I mean, it's it's awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's that, that that's 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 why I like it. And you know what? I mean, I still I, I still have you know I I don't 
I don't have a hate for compounds. I still like compounds. I, I was telling someone the other day, like I, I recently sold mine um, and it was, it was like an old like 2011, like elite. Right. Um, and I kind of built it. Um, meaning like I, you know, assembled parts and had a dipped and this, that, and the other. And I, I, I'd only shoot it like a, a couple times a year. Um, but like, I miss, I miss having it hanging on my wall here. I kind of want it back, you know, like I don't really want to hunt with it or anything, but I, I kind of like just, I, I don't know, like, I don't mind shooting other stuff. Right. I mean, I don't have to be like, in my mind, um, like it, it's not poison, you know, hanging next to my stick bows. You know I, what I, I mean? Like, it, <laughs> I mean, they're fun to shoot, especially yeah. like if you're, if you're out there, like I shot both of them today. Um, yeah. you know, uh, I've got one compound that I'm setting up for the knock on course at total archery challenge. Cause it's up mm-hmm. to 120 and I, yeah. That's it. I'm going to shoot my stick bow at the rest of them. And, but I'll tell you, I brought my stick bow to tech last year and shot the knock on course. There was maybe five targets, six targets under 70 yards. You know, like, I mean, I'm looking for Jesus's flip flops in the sky to find a name <laughs> reference. You know, it's, I, I want to be able to have fun and compete with these guys. So, you know, yeah. 70 and in, I feel I can hit foam pretty good. You know, I'm not going to say I'm a 10 ring shooter or even an eight ring shooter at that distance, but if it's a full size elk, I'm going to hit it, you know. Um, yeah. But that knock on, of course, I mean, it it almost wasn't fun. It almost got to a point where it wasn't fun because I was just guessing, especially at the ones that were 80 to 90 plus. And I mean, the, the only upside to that is I found every one of my arrows because I'm shooting so damn slow. So, right. It's uh, I, I like I like shooting. I, I think it's fun. Anything that has that launches a projectile is pretty fun to me. You know, um, they all have their purposes, right? You know, I've got long guns, I've got short guns, I've got bows and arrows that are capable of really good forty and in, and some out to eighty. You know, eighty to one twenty. So, I just like shooting. It just honestly, it depends who I'm with. You know, if somebody wants to go to the gun range, hey, I'm all down for it. Let's go. They yeah. want to go to the archery range and they're, it's a stick bow, dude. I'll bring my stick bow. I just like shooting. So, yeah, I, I agree. That, that That's a good transition there. We can <laughs> go away from crossbows and ranting, but so what do you, uh, what do you, what do you shoot nowadays? Like what's, um, uh, you know, what, what's, what's got your, uh, uh, interest as far as like, like stick bows go. So like if stick bows, uh, my thunder child, I love them. I've got a couple of them and it's made by big Jim. Mm-hmm. And for a short, pretty radical reflex, deflex longbow, it, it's awesome. You know, it's only 56 inches long. I shoot it fairly well. You know, I feel pretty confident up to 35 on a whitetail with it. Um, but it's short. It's maneuverable. I can fit in a ground blind with it. You know, I don't have to sit my butt up in a tree anymore. Yeah. You know, you want to talk about FOC. If I go up into the top of a tree, I am that fuck. You know, I'm the <laughs> FOC top of the tree. So yeah. it's uh, uh, it, it's an awesome bow to be able to maneuver around with. Now, is it the most accurate bow? It's as accurate as I am. And mm-hmm. the other one I've been playing with is a WF-19. So I've got some DOS limbs on it. And it's a shooter. It's an awesome bow. You know, it's 64 inches. Um, but, you know, honestly, pound for pound, they shoot the same speed, shooting the same arrow at the, you know, at the same poundage that... So I've been shooting the Thunderchild a lot more lately, and um, I will say though that 
the WF-19, when you get into that heavier riser, it, it's a lot more forgiving. You know, it's an awesome target bow. So, yeah, I, I've never, I've never shot a uh, any of the ILF stuff or you know, anything that's that's kind of weighted like that. You know, um, I'd be curious to try. Like, I don't, you know, and like right now, I don't have a love for like any of the metallic stuff. Yeah. Um, I can appreciate their their weight and accuracy and all that stuff, but I, I just I just don't really have a love for the for the looks of them. My and, and my you know my uh, tastes change obviously, right? We all do, you know. So I'm, I'm sure I'm sure I'll end up with one sometime down the future. You know, I mean I've got a um, I've got an ASL ordered here, uh, which I think is getting built this week um, from St. Patrick Lake, um, and it's. Uh, yeah, it, it's it, it and it's a bow that like I tried a Northern Mist last year, uh, straight grip and you know nothing against Northern Mist but but the straight grip I just couldn't I mean it, it literally it when everyone says it's like holding a two by four it was like holding a two by four like it, it felt better holding the bow backwards you know, um, I don't care but what uh, says, what's that I said I don't care what what Cody Greenwood says shooting an ASL bow is work you know it they're yeah. a lot of fun but they require effort, you know, like good effort. And I think that's why I wanted to take another stab at it, you know. So I ordered this one with a dish grip. Um, and, uh, you know, everyone everyone that shoots this, this you know, it's got U-limbs, uh, U-limb cores and stuff. And everyone that shoots this bow, like, just raves about it, right? Including Cody, you know. Um, so I don't know. I, it, is, it, is it going to be something I, I fall in love with? I don't know. Who knows? But I'm 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 gonna get it, and it's gonna be in my stable, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try and, and shoot the ever living shit out of it because like I don't I don't like not succeeding like with shooting these things. You like it really pisses me off if some like some bow or whatever like like kicks my ass. I'm like, why is this? Why why can't I do this? Because I can pick up this other bow and shoot it really well. So um, and I just I don't know. It, it's it's one of those things that I I want to have one. I want to have one here. I want to just play with it. I want to you know learn with it be frustrated with it you know kind of like you know embrace the suck kind of thing so um yeah <laughs> yeah and they're all fun they've all got their purposes you know and you got to find what you like you know i started shooting ilf have you ever heard of tribe tribe archery tribe no, i don't so think they so. came out they came out with uh they're, they're no longer they're i don't know in the industry they're kind of hit and miss they're coming back with some new risers. I've talked to Heath, but they had one out in 2011, 2012, and I had an ILF longbow up in Alaska with me in 2013, and I loved it. I put a stabilizer on that joker, but, you know, I I had to shoot further if I wanted to kill a caribou, and that bow just made me shoot better at longer distances by having that mass weight, by having that adjustability um, as far as tuning goes. I, I loved them. I, I used I loved them so much I hated shooting a wood bow. Uh, just because of how e much easier they were. You know, going back to the lazy thing. I, I still had to do a lot of things to do it, but it was just that much more forgiving. Right. And when you are limited to time hunt in the woods, you just that confidence has to be there, or else you're gonna pick up something like the compound or the crossbow. So it's uh I love them. I love them both. I think I do. I love them both. I shoot them both a lot. You know, the Thunder Child is definitely more of like my hunting platform just because it's shorter and more maneuverable. But if I want to really get down and dirty and like as far as accuracy goes, right? Uh, it's tough to beat a heavier, heavier riser. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of torn with the same way, right? So um, there, there are certain bows I like shooting more just because they, I mean, there's, there's, there's an intangible there, right? It's not always just about um, which one's the most like accurate for you or whatever, which, which in reality, I mean, we, we can make arguments here like, well, if you want to be totally ethical, you're going to, you know, you're going to shoot the most, the one that's most accurate and all that, right? Well, I mean, if we want to be totally 100% ethical, we can go back to the whole thing of like, you know, just, just only, yeah, just shooting a rifle, you know what I mean? There you go. There's, there's, there's no, um, well, there, there shouldn't be really, um, you know, uh, room for room for error over there. Right. But some, some bows, it all depends on the day. Like I like carrying them in the field better because there's, there's, there's something more special about it. Like I've got an L card over here and I absolutely love it. I mean, it's just gorgeous. You know, I love carrying it. I love shooting it, but, um, I have to work at it being as accurate because it can be as accurate but I have to I have to work at it with that bow more than I do with my bear grizzly of all things, you know, which isn't exactly a top of the line bow. You know, it's it's in one of the older ones, and I've got the grip shape and everything. But um, I'm more naturally hit what I want with the grizzly, um, and I I have to really work at it. Not really work at, it, but I have to work at it more with the L card just because of the just because of the way the uh, the shelf is cut and um, you know. It's, it's it's a smaller kind of window and all that stuff right so it's a smaller v in there and less less you know f- forgiveness in there but um depending on the day and i'll pick one over the other you know yeah no it's yeah it, you, you said a pretty good answer <clears throat> earlier it's tangible it's um but i mean there's there's it depends how far we want to go down it, right? I mean, right. there's numbers that you can crunch and data you can get. You know, Cody's doing a lot of good stuff with that. And some bows just are inherently more accurate. But when you get into, like, the wood bows and stuff, some are just so much more pretty, you know, mm-hmm. like, to you, whatever the end user is. You know, it. it so my, my one-word answer to all that stuff is America, right? <laughs> shoot what you want. You know, whatever right. makes you happy, as long as it's legal and as ethical to you as possible. You know, there's a lot of things that I thought Howard Hill and Fred Bear did that wasn't that ethical, but sure, they were trying to prove a point with hunting and bow hunting all over the world, so they took chances. And that's what a lot of archery is. It's taking chances, um, or the best chance that you can possibly take. So, yeah, there's, I don't know, I kind of let, just let people shoot for the most part. I don't. Yeah, and that's why I use the word stickable a lot more than trad, you know, because eventually compounds are going to be trad, right? They're going to be old enough that they're trad. Working at at an archery shop, you know, I I don't think I have a stick bow that's older than 10 years right now. And I see guys with compounds that are 15, 20 years, like, hey, can I get a string on this old Darton or this old Matthews? You know, and it's because they love it. They don't want to change. They just want to keep that bow going. And they're sure. they're they're sewing machines. They just run. So, and and I, hey, have fun, man. As long as it makes you happy, you know, it's uh, yeah, I, I it's, really stirred up about a lot of that stuff, and I just don't. Do you boo? You know, I don't, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 you know, going going back to this ASL thing, right? So, um before so i got i got the l cart last year right like so i want i want another you know like custom bow right because they're just if, if i'm going to keep buying these i want to put like you know my kind of heart and soul into it or or 
or my you know taste into it or whatever right so i was kind of going back and forth i'm like okay well i would love to have let's say um like a heavy mass riser take down um uh, you know something with like a big you know cut window so like something like a widow right a widow or like a bobbly um everybody raves about how accurate they are and i've shot a pma like very briefly but i've shot a pma and it, you know it's it's a little too big for me but i mean i i i see where like the the accuracy and the ease of uh shooting and the forgiveness comes from right you know big window cut past center or two center uh mass weight all that stuff so i'm like but but i but this is this is so stupid right and this is personal choice but i look at them right first of all like widows I know they're, I mean, aside, I know they're quote unquote a custom bow, like a mass produced custom bow, but I still think they're ugly. There are some that are like not as ugly, but I don't think they look that special, like with the, with the limbs and stuff and everything else. They, they just, it looks like a lot of just like laminated stuff. You know what I mean? And by laminated, I mean like plywood, like ugly plywood laminated. And I know I'm offending a lot of people with widows and I apologize if, if you guys are widow fans, but I, they don't scream like, like special to me, like for the price. And I'm sure they shoot amazing, right? So I'm like, I can't look at those limbs um, and limb veneers, whatever they put on there, and just the, you know, the, the stacked riser, you know, and 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 just, I don't know, have like, it doesn't like warm the cockles of my heart, you know, just staring at those things. I, I've tried. And uh, same with the Bob Lee's. I've looked at the Bob Lee stuff, right? I mean, I've spent a ton of time on, on the websites for both of these. And there's just what makes them what they are takes away from their beauty right because bob lee's have like you know th there's a lot of the what do they use they use a lot of g10 right yeah there's not a lot of wood in those risers there's not a lot of like pretty veneers i mean you can get them but i mean they, they kind of sort of have like their own look and it's not the same as getting like a three p or like a like a, a three piece takedown from someone else or a uh, like a one piece like recurve or whatever that's just like completely custom or you know whatever so instead of going down the route of, of um, hey, this is going to be like the wood, quote unquote, the wood version of a, well, it's not ILF, but I mean, like as far as the same, same stuff, like you get for like mass weight, all that kind of stuff. I do, you know, all that stuff you get with the ILF stuff we were just talking about with the WF-19s or the Satori's or, or what have you, any you know, county hunting bow like that. Um the wood versions of them, and I'm using air quotes, still aren't as pretty as custom wood to me that I'm looking for in a wood bow. So then what do I do? I go complete opposite end of it and order an ASL. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, does that make any sense? That's, that, that's what, you know, it just, it just depends. You know, the first widow I shot was like probably 10 years ago, and I absolutely hated it. And then I shot another one this year at Kalamazoo, and I loved it. It was a great shooting bow. You know, uh, I haven't had much time with the Bob Lees, but um, there's trade-offs, right? You know, like I look at a bow and arrow, you know, as a pretty tool. That, yeah. That's all it is to me, you know, and you can go, I mean, I'm looking at three or four of them right now and it's, some are kind of, you know, like, so I'll take the ASL. I, I it looks like a broom. You know, it's just, it's just a, a broomstick with, with a handle on it, you know, yeah. but, and then you look at like a, a big gyms or even like a dryad and they've got some shape, they've got some sexiness to them, you yeah. know, or some limb, limb curve. And I, I like that, you know, it's not a pure longbow, but 
you know, it's a hybrid and I just, I like that, you know, and that's why I shoot longbows, right? Like I'm not a big fan of the recurve look and that's just, that's just me. Yeah. So, I was going to ask you that. Are you, are you like, um, just, you just, I don't know, like what, what is it about them that you're, you know, cause you were just talking about how like, you know, the, they got some sexy curves and this and that. Well, I mean, the recurve has more, right? I mean, is, uh, is it a shooting thing for you? Is it a feel thing as well? Or, um, Nope, just aesthetics. I just, I kind of like the D shape, you know, like even though the hybrid's a little bit less D shape, I just, mm-hmm. it, it's all aesthetic to me. You know, I just like the simplicity of the longbow. They're quieter than recurves, I think. Yep. And I just, I like them. You know, I've got, uh, what are these? Uka. I got Uka VX1000 right now on a bow, and it's been half strung for three months. You know, like it, it's not, it's not even been shot. So it's, right. it, you know, I, I have them. I, I think they're okay. And like you said, they do have curves, but, and the Ukas have them super curves. You know, it's just, they shoot nice. It's just, it's not my cup of tea. You know, I'm a steak and potato kind of guy. You know, I don't, <laughs> it depends yeah. on So. When uh, when I was when I was ordering this all cart or before I ordered the all cart, like I, I love recurves, but um, a lot of the reflex deflex um, like hybrid longbows, you know, they all kind of have the same same look. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of great boyers that make them, right? Um, oh yeah. Th- yeah. No, if you look at them, you know, you got Big Jim, uh, Big Stick. You know, he makes one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wingard makes a really nice one. And, but they they do you know if I take my wingard and my big gym and I put them next to each other, they're pretty damn close to the same they're, shape and stuff. They're know? they're close. So when I when I was thinking of going down the custom route, you know, before I got it, I'm like, okay, well, if I'm gonna do it, like I, I want something. If it's gonna be a longbow, it's gonna be something different than like just a normal kind of you know look of it, right? So I kind of waffled back and forth a lot. And I keep I kept coming back to the Java man, right? I kept coming back to that because they've got this kind of like kind of like funky kind of multi multi kinked kind of limb to them, you know. It looks different than than most other like hybrid longbows. So I mean, again, going back to the aesthetics thing, and, and everyone said they shot fantastic, right? But um, going back to the aesthetics thing, I mean, that was one of the reasons why I chose that. I'm like, if I'm gonna have a, a like an RD longbow, I want something like unique as far as like it doesn't look like every other you know, RD bow. I don't want to just get an RD bow just because it's it's that and not a recurve. You know what I mean? Otherwise, I'll just get a recurve. Um, and another one I find is like I've never shot one, and I'd love to. Is a uh, an Acadian Woods. Have you have you looked at Have you seen those at all? I um I know the name. I can't remember what they look like. The L cards though. That's a cool looking bow. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you uh. Follow, well, I mean, just look up Picadian Woods. It's you know, and he, he they've got a, they've got kind of like a, a, they make a bunch of stuff, but their three piece takedown one is uh, they've got like a little kind of funky kind of look to their to their limbs as well. You know what I mean? They got some they got some pretty cool pretty cool design features in a riser and stuff too. So, I mean, there there's there stuff out there, but I guess maybe I've just convinced myself that if I'm gonna get something, um, you know, something custom from now on, it's gonna be unique. You know, it's not, it's, it's, and that's just, I don't know, some, some kind of thing mentally that I've set for myself that I don't want it to be like everyone else's, you know, even though, I mean, these are, you know, other people have these bows, obviously it's not just me, but, um, I don't know. It's just, it's just aesthetics. 
Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's America. You know, it's it's whatever you want. You know, as long as it makes you happy and you're comfort and you're confident with it, you know, go have fun with it. I don't care. You know. It's, yeah. But they're cool. You know, like I'm, I'm on the Java Man website right now, looking at them. It's uh, would you buy? What is that? The American ASL? No, no, I bought, I bought, uh, so he makes an ASL too. No, I, I bought mine from um, uh, St. Patrick Lake Longbows. Oh, that's I, bought, I bought the Pacific stick, yeah. Can you pick your wood on that, like your wood preference? Yeah, so um, I picked uh, on, on the Pacific stick or on the uh, Java Man? On the, the Pacific. That one, um, I'm getting a, a Purple Heart Riser with, uh, U, it's, so it's got U-Cores and curly maple uh veneers oh cool so it's going to be kind of like a kind of reddish blondish kind of kind of look to it you know i've always wanted like a reddish blondish kind of kind of bow so um yeah that's that's kind of what i went with yeah java man's right here in michigan too he makes some some cool stuff he's he's he's, yeah it's it's an amazing bow it's cool i'm I'm looking at it right now and it's one of those you just kind of just like i can just stare at for you know yeah, <laughs> for, I, for hours I it's kind of creepy you know but <laughs> yeah it's awesome his limbs are awesome too he makes a really great bow yeah I, he's you know, uh he's super talented i i've kind of turned into a black and white ebony snob and i just i love it i think it looks cool and it's different you know i've got two thunder childs that are built the exact same as far as spec wise go yeah just so i have one for a backup and the ebony's different on both of them <clears throat> You know, like one's a lot darker. Yeah, it just it's different. And then my wingard is more of like a like a striped versus like just the dark and white spots. It's I've become a snob for it. I, I love it. So for the longest time, I, I I wanted a black and white ebony. You know, like if I get a bow, I got you know I, I'm I'm gonna get you know. I was really considering that, right? So, of course, like when you window shop like a lot, right? You look at the same website or same set of pictures like a thousand times, and and then you just and, and then after a while, you either still love it or it kind of gets like, oh, uh, you know. So that one became kind of like a little too much for me. You know what I mean? Like I like the look of it. It's kind of one of those like, um, you know, what people say like, oh, it's a nice place to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, it, for me, it's like that. It's it's just a little too much going on. And um, I don't know, like, I kind of liken it to like how maybe like, uh, yeah, it'd be great to date a supermodel, you know, like super pretty, super flash. But like, do I really want that all the time? You know? <laughs> so. Yeah. I'm. You know, what? I've been debating spray painting one of them. I don't know if I want to do it. But I've been oh, really? Yeah, I, I called Jim the other day and I said, I, you know, I don't really want to wait a year for another one, just a spray paint one. But I said, if you mess up an order and you give me a little deal on it, you know, like if, if he if he gets if he's way off of weight, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's just going to trash it anyways. You know, I said, let me know before you get rid of it. But, <laughs> just, so yeah, can, uh, just so I can spray paint it. The computer. Yeah. Yeah. So what what what's your uh what what what's your what's your philosophy then on um like getting into hunting here kind of thing? What what's your philosophy on you know as far as like you know arrow arrow setup that kind of stuff? I mean, are you chasing are you chasing anything particular? Are you gone down the the FOC path? Are you you know or just you know what what are you, what are you thinking? I did that ten years ago, and I've I have been climbing to a lighter and lighter arrow ever since. Uh, I shoulder shot a, a big white tail. In Illinois, probably eight, 
eight or nine years ago with a 700 grain laminated birch shaft, single level, two blade broadhead, and you know, it, my arrow stopped on impact. You know, yeah, it still it, didn't it go snapped, through, right? It snapped on impact. I popped one lung. My dad shot it like, uh, I so I shot it. I never got a chance to go look for it because I was getting on a plane to go back to Afghanistan. And my dad ended up shooting it. It was either the next day or the day after. But, it, you know, it was a yardage error. And that's where I started going, I, I can't be shooting this heavy of an arrow. So now I'm down to 550, 600. And that's where I'm pretty comfortable with. So. Well, that's still a pretty decent heavy arrow. I mean, I was oh, thinking you were going to say in the yeah, 400s or something. It's, but it's not. No, no. Um, you know, I'm one of those guys that if a boyer tells me don't go less than eight grains per, per pound, I'm not going to go less than eight grains per pound. You know, right, yeah. I, I'm pretty comfortable with, you know, nowadays, depending on the bow, I look for speed almost more than I do an arrow weight, you know, just because I know that gap. A, a lot better or that instinctive feel a lot better than you know 177 to 182 83 feet per second is like a sweet spot for me so Damn, that's cooking what, what kind of pound did you pull on uh 56 okay yeah. but um that wf19 riser though i messed up on that one i got 50 pound limbs for it and i forgot that riser adds weight to the bow. I mean, I could back it off a little bit, but my 50-pound limbs are more like 58, 59. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I, I chase almost more of that speed just for an accuracy standpoint. I mean, guys come in with, with stick bow questions or compound questions, and FOC is a massive thing in the store right now. Uh, and I tell them, you just better know your yardage. That's it. Whether you're gap shooting, instinctive, or shooting a compound, know your yardage. You know, because yeah. after 30, 35, 40 yards, you know, a, a few feet is a miss. You know, if you're off a few feet, it's a miss. You know, or it's a very real low shot wound. You know, it's um. So yeah, I mean, my bow still flings a pretty pretty good weighted arrow pretty quick, but um. Yeah, I just, I shoot till it tunes out, you know, and that's it. I've always shot a little stiffer than normal arrow, and I just kind of put some weight. Like, I shoot 200 grains up front, and, you know, I shoot, and right now it's a gold tip kinetic chaos. I've had that arrow for years, and I love it, and I just keep buying more of them, and they've been very good to me, so, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm shooting, like, low 40s, right? So, I've got, uh, I'm, I'm, my kind of what looks good as far as like the flight, you know, the, the gap stinctive thing for me, um, is probably like, like 520 to 570, somewhere around there. Right. Um, like 530 ish is kind of like the sweet spot for depending on the bow. Um, and I think the heaviest one I have is like 575, you know? So, but I mean, that that's, you know, that's, these are going like, if they crack 150, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be surprised. Right. I think they're a little right, right around there. Um, but, it, and, and it comes in like third, somewhere like 13 something grains per pound. Right. But I mean, that's just the kind of trajectory that I, that that's ingrained in me, but I'm not shooting past 20. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't really, um, like I'll practice a 25, you know, at, at outside or whatever, but I mean, I, I have more interest in, in trying to be like 
just absolutely deadly under, you know, like, like 20 and under 15 and under kind of thing. So I'm, I'm okay with these things having like the, the trajectory, cause the trajectory on this thing literally gets like 20 yards and the drop off is just like, um, you know, what's the word like precipitous, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I, and that, that's another reason why I thought maybe, um, down the road, it'd be fun to kind of play around with some of these other kind of, you know, competition type risers, you know what I mean? Just so I can, be like okay well i've got kind of like hunting setups but i want to try let's say like longer like longer distance just for shits and giggles for like a flatter trajectory faster arrow but i i don't i don't want to do that with 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 a wood bow you know what i mean if i'm if i'm going to put that kind of stress on a bow with like you know nine or ten grain per pound arrow i'd rather do it on some sort you know uh you know a, a soulless <laughs> a soulless riser you know what i mean yeah you know it's i mean i think it all kills i mean you look at guys like randy cooling you know he probably shoots one of the lightest setups as far as arrow weight goes that i know yeah um and the dude just knocked over a polar bear you know yeah it was like a 470 some grain arrow wasn't it or I don't remember what his arrow weight was for it, but I, I know normally he doesn't shoot that heavy of an arrow because he wants to be able to shoot longer distances for a follow-up shot if he needs to. Right. Yeah. So, which, hey, if you're, if you're confident, send it. You know, I think Fred Bear's got, you know, one or two animals at the 100-yard mark. Jeez, um, yeah. You know, Indians did it with crooked sticks and sharp rocks. You know, our stuff is so, so, more cap- so much more capable than what we are. Right. Um, I'm not saying do it. I'm just saying it's capable. But, it, you know, people have proven it with, you know, Cody's been shooting a lot of heavy stuff. Randy Cooling's been shooting a lot of light stuff. You know, people are generally somewhere between the heavy and the light, and you're good. You know, it, archery comes down to shot placement. You know, you know, a lot of people talk about a lot of different things, but sharp broadheads and shot placement is what kills the animal. Yeah. You know, it's... Really, it, as far as weight goes, whatever tunes the best out of your bow, and you're not stressing your bow to the point where you're going to have limb failures, you know, whatever works for you. Yeah, I think the key thing there is like confidence above all, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got stuff. You know, like cool, today. man. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, so we're over an hour, hour and fifteen here. So I don't want to keep you all too long tonight, but we kind of touched on like a, a lot of stuff here um anything anything you want to kind of touch on before we start wrapping up or um yeah i I got some hate for changing it to zeus 7 you know but that's what my call sign was in the military it's just what i'm I'm used to the longbow dan thing i I liked it i loved it you know but that's more of my passion that's not what i was or what i still do so i'm still gonna be putting content out there with the longbow i've got videos lined up that i'm gonna keep releasing and i've got new ones in the works for tech um and if anybody ever needs anything, you know, reach out, let me know. I'm going to do everything I can to continue growing the sport, you know, donations, whatever, whatever you need. I got quite a few contacts in the industry. I'll help out anybody I can. And I just want the confidence there, right? I want people to have fun with it and I want people to have the confidence. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just using my old stuff or my, my call sign to, just make it that much more unique, I guess. So cool. So then, what can everybody find you then? It's uh, was it Zeus, is it Zeus Seven Tactical on Instagram? 
Zoom actual, stuff, yeah. actual, yeah, on Instagram. And then, you know, the Longbow Dan page is going to be there, and that's where all my content's going to go but, as far as the videos. But, yeah. On, I, on YouTube, yeah. Stuff. Yeah, I like, I just like shooting everything, you know, and uh, I like competing with everything. So I've been I know, I see, you do, I see you doing a lot of the dry fire drills and stuff like that too with, uh, with your oh, handguns and stuff. So. You know, like if you think shooting a stick bow is hard, you know, like being fast and accurate with a pistol is even harder. You know, it's like, it's, it just, it's taken a lot more work. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're doing like the slow fire and stuff, whatever, it, it's not that bad. But if you want to be able to have like 0.15 splits and, you know, super fast transitions, I mean, it's work, especially with having the accuracy. So, uh, yeah, anything that makes me struggle for some reason, I'm drawn to it. So, drawn to it. Yeah. yeah, I hear that. Well, cool, man. Um, hang on with me here uh, real quick while we uh, wrap up. So, uh, again, I want, I want to thank you for, uh, for for coming on. I appreciate it. I know it's kind of late, but uh, I've been wanting to talk to you for a while, so I'm glad I'm glad we got to connect. So, um, everybody, so definitely um, like, share, and subscribe. Uh, go check out all the Dan stuff. Uh, go check out the Boning Soul uh, YouTube channel as well and uh, Instagram, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, please, please share. Share is huge. And, um, I get, yeah, I guess with that, we'll uh, talk to you next time. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me on. No problem.